0: Hello and welcome to Just Like Other Girls. I'm your host, Shannon Fiedler, but this week I'm really excited for this episode because today it is not just me talking to you. Today I have a wonderful guest coming into to chat. Uh, my friend, the incredibly funny Nick Smerlio is gonna be joining us, or maybe you might know him as Nikki Smigs as he is better known on the internet. Um, he's a comedian, he's been on Jimmy Kimmel Live, He's a content creator with huge followings across Instagram and TikTok. He and I did a collab post a couple months back, I guess now. Um, So maybe you've seen him on my pages. I'm sure you've seen him on his own pages. Uh, And of course, course we're gonna talk about that. Of course, we're gonna talk about what it means to be a comedian and talk content because we probably won't be able to help ourselves. But the point of tonight's episode is to actually talk about something else that Nick and I have in common which is growing up Italian. And I'm sure that a bunch of you guys are like, wait, hold the phone. Shannon Fiedler, you're telling me that you are Italian. And I get it because I don't look Italian. I actually look straight off the boat from Dublin and my name is Shannon. Also Fiedler definitely doesn't sound Italian and that's because it's not. My dad is not Italian, but on the other side of my genetic makeup, on my mother's side, it is just overflowing with Dean Martin, pasta fagioli, and rosary beads. I am very Italian when it comes to that side of the family. And I think, at least in my experience, what I found is when you can be, I like to call myself a mutt, you can be a lot of different things mixed together. But when you are Italian is one of them, I'm pretty sure it just overpowers. It becomes the dominant force, right? Um, Especially if it's your mom's side. It just the culture is so rich and fun. And so Nick and I are going to talk about that, how it differs, you know, growing up, he's a Midwestern Chicago. I'm an East coast or Midwestern Italian. I'm an East coast Italian. So I'm sure there's some differences there, but I'm sure we've got a lot in common. So if you don't already follow Nick, you should follow him. But either way, I'm going to have him call in as soon as he can. And we're going to get this show going. Nick, you there.
1: What's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh my God. So excited to have you. It's, it's been a minute. How's everything going?
1: Everything is good. I got, I'm impressed. I got to be honest. You have three, you have three amp shows or or two are on Spotify, just like other (laughs) (laughs) three of these, right?
0: Well, so, okay. So the way it works is the show is just like other girls, but every week I do a just like other blank. And Got we talk it. about something that I am. And this week's Italian. Um, so this is the episode name. The show name is just like other girls.
1: It could get confusing. So honored. Honored to <laughs> yeah. be on. Appreciate We're it. We're excited
0: excited to have you. Um, it's funny. I think the reason that I found your comedy was because my very Italian mother would not stop sending me your TikToks. Like, and, I mean, the first time she sent one, I was like, oh, great, I'll follow him. And so I don't think she understood that I was already seeing them all. But she would send them to me and be like, "This guy is so funny. This guy is so funny. This guy is so funny." Um, so you're definitely resonating with my mother. I'll tell you
1: that. But I feel like that that like trend happens with like baby boomer parents, regardless of who the creator is. Like I think like Trey Kennedy was established for like five years, and then like last year, my mom would send to our family group chat, like, "This guy is hilarious." I've seen him. this Trey guy. Like this guy. <laughs> you know. So. Um, Deaf parents are, uh, I respect the parents that are on, on social support and, you know, what, what's going on, but it's just funny to see the, uh, how they yeah. react and when and everything like that, so.
0: It really is. I mean, sometimes I even get people at my shows who will be like, oh, my mom introduced me to you. And it's, it always surprises yeah. me. But I guess, I mean, oh, well, I'd love I love it. I'll take it. You know? I know.
1: A lot of downtime during the pandemic, you know, a lot of, a lot of that's the, that's true. Uh, Fifty and sixty-year-old parents got on the uh, got on the IG and the TikTok and just started jumping on board. So,
0: yeah. Um. And it,
1: shout out to Mrs. Feeler. Is that is that? Did she yeah. change her last name?
0: She's a Fiedler. She lost she lost the vowel at the end. Um. um so you are got you, none of the
1: traits, though. You got none of your mom's. Like you do, look full blown Irish.
0: I do look full blown Irish. I know the one thing I will say that's good though is while in the winter i am as pay like i look like casper uh i can tan like an italian so that is a plus yeah i took that into account um in picking a wedding date i was like i have to do a time of year and i'm gonna be tan (laughs) i can't congratulations by the way oh thank you very much um it'll be a lot of family there as i'm sure you can imagine (laughs) a lot of cousins
1: my sister just got married this summer and um they had to get the list on from three 360 to 330 they ended up having like 290 and she didn't even marry an italian but
0: oh my god you know how
1: it is it's crazy it's
0: it's it's funny too i um it's you're so andrea your girlfriend she's not
1: italian right she's not no
0: so i didn't i know i'm italian and sometimes i like i don't think i'm like oh i'm not the most italian right and then the first time i brought pat around to my family and then talked to him I was like oh I guess I'm pretty Italian because he was like what he said he's like everyone in your family has the same name and I was like no they don't I was like you got big Lenny little Lenny Lenny Michael Michael then Mike he's not even Italian he's married in that was like that's all the same name
1: it's it's like yeah you don't even think about it until you you meet other other people that just don't have the same I think it's any mixed family like Irish Catholic I feel like it's very common right a lot of pats right Danny's yep but, um, yeah, it's, and I, I grew up 100%. And I, even when meet people, I, I joke about this on stage. I'm a bit where like, people are like shocked that like you're 100% Italian and they don't know how to like, talk, they didn't know how to like talk to me. Like it was like, well, you have hair on your legs and you're in fourth, you're fourth grade you have hair. And I was like, everyone else in my family got hair, you know, at the youngest age and it's just. It's, it's crazy to say that in, a, you know, such a more progressive time than it was like in the yeah. mob era, but it's so true. People don't know. It's a totally different, definitely a proud culture, but um, that gets definitely exposed by proud. movies and shit like that. But um, totally. obviously your, uh, your fiance survived. He got the approval.
0: <laughs> I know from the whole, the whole clan gave him the, uh, the okay. But it was definitely, he's Big. like, how many people do I have to meet? I was like, a lot. There's, yeah. And we're like going through the guest list for our wedding. He's like, you're related to all of these people. And I'm like, actually not all of them, but might as well be, you know, the like cousins that aren't really
1: cousins. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, I, I probably won't be, my grandmother's still alive. My dad's mom, she's like 92. And she's had a say in all these guest list you gotta invite this second cousin you gotta and my sister's like i've never met this person like it's such a pride point with the guest list to like yes it's it transcends like generations we're like no like when when her granddaughter got married i went to yes i went to their wedding so you return the favor and it's like the traditions are changing people just want to do what they want to do. So my sister had to say no to a couple people my nona wanted in the in the wedding but the end of the day like when they're more expensive than they ever been like you got to do with yeah. your way to some degree but it's, it's exactly. hard it really is hard people think it's, so funny. Hard. it's like no like my grandmother's like i'm paying for your dress this is my only contribution it would yep. be nice francesca yep. if if these <laughs> 14 people and it's like oh my god so you get it but.
0: i can see her with like the hands up in the eyes so it'd be nice yeah, yeah. it'd be nice
1: yeah exactly. punched over going through the mail
0: Exa- oh, my God. Or just standing over the stove. Every, <laughs> like, example. memory I have of my grandmother is her just at the stove.
1: <laughs> but Always in the kitchen.
0: Always. Are you – so are you the only Nick, or are you a Nick Jr.? How does that fall?
1: Uh, I have – I'm named after my great-grandfather. Love that. Um, and then I have an Uncle Nick. I have two Uncle Nicks and a cousin Nikki.
0: Not confusing Nicole.
1: at all. <laughs> Not at all, and I I did a video about this too, where my a couple of years ago, my my grandmother giving out gifts at Christmas, and it's like everyone's name on the envelope has their first name and then the city they're from. So because <laughs> there's there's like six francs six francs That's so four, funny. Or Rocco's, four Francesco or Francescas, Thanks. and then three Nick. So just to hear go down the line of like, okay, Nick Park Ridge. <laughs> Frank Elgin, uh, Rocco Junior, Park Ridge South. Like it's oh my god, it's it's so funny. But yeah, I there are amazing. Names. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, that's the thing. They're all all saints, is what it is.
1: Exactly. That's so funny.
0: So okay. So you obviously, I, well, actually, maybe not obviously. I think the first video you had that went viral, it was a Maniscalco impression, right? Is that sort of yeah. what started it?
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what people like would know me for from the yeah. early days.
0: And obviously he's Italian, you're Italian. And you do so many impersonations. So for people, if you don't follow Nick, he's an incredible impressionist in addition to general comedian and original content. He does these incredible impressions and a lot of them are Italian, but they're not all Italian. Do you ever feel like you're you might get pigeonholed? Like do you fear that at all or
1: no, for sure. I, I actually got that feedback a couple of months ago. because um, I, I never like grew up doing impressions. It really wasn't my thing. Like I could literally just do like three people, and it was like my favorite actor, another favorite actor from a TV show, and then Sebastian. But I wasn't right. like impressions guy. And as time as you know the internet has its ways, just like yeah. you know, with your, Boston girl gets engaged. Minnesota yep. girl gets engaged. I'm sure you see all the comments and DMs about, oh, do this again, but do it in this city, in yep. this market. Or, and that's how it kind of turned out with impressions. And I think my first three impressions were Tony Soprano, Sebastian Maniscalco, and Christopher Walken. Just three guys I liked watching, and that's all I really knew. But right. two out of the three of them being very like a hardcore like Italian audience, like it just progressed that way early. Where it was, do Pacino, do Pesci, do Ray Romano. And I would just try to learn them and I would do them. And then over time, it's like, there's definitely an audience skewing a little older. Like I'm seeing the comments and I'm seeing some of the messages and nothing wrong with having an older audience. But the point is you want to get away from doing people that aren't relevant anymore or maybe passed away. So you want to learn newer impressions that kind of reach a broader audience. But um, yeah, the internet has its its ways and its trends and you just got to...
0: It really does. It's crazy. I mean, for the first thing I did that, you know, like, I guess got me viral was this on a date series. It was like Connecticut girl, New York girl. Right. And I, oh, well, thanks. But I did it like, honestly, at this point, two years ago and still sometimes people will come up to me and be like, you're the on a date girl. And I'm like, yes. And I'm not mad. I'm not mad that that's what I am. But It's just funny to me how quickly you become this one thing especially with social media so it's interesting and i i think when you have an audience that is invested in it like you like an audience of people who are italian who they want more content about being italian or an audience of girls who are dating they want more content about people who are dating and it's like yeah i want to keep creating that but then how do you expand it's just it's a weird the internet's weird it's great, but it's weird.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you also like with how much like all the algorithms have changed. And not to get too technical, but like you really have no control over which one goes viral. Oh
2: my like, god, not at like,
1: all. You know, TikTok works like you put no effort into something and it gets a million views. And you write this beautiful, what you think is a beautiful script, and it just tanks.
2: Oh my like, god, like what I know. goes
1: viral? Like the first time people see you, like for me, Sebastian, for you on a date, it's it's right. just forever ingrained in in people's in people's brains. But I feel like. I, I still get that. Like all people are recognizing me Sebastian, Sebastian junior, Sebastian junior. And I'm like, there is, he, the guy's like my idol. Like he's the reason yeah. why I want to get into entertainment. Cause he grew up in the same hometown and kind of made it right. happen on his own and everything, it, which is great. But there's a lot worse things to be like known as, you know what I mean? Right. Like my, yeah. my roommate does an impression of someone who he's very good at it, but it's a, a very um, like biased political figure. And he doesn't <laughs> like align himself with those views and he gets known as this guy and it drives him crazy. So I, I can understand, you know, Yeah, people would maybe get a little, um, yeah. you never, you can't expect it. People are just gonna.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're right. Is, is not a bad guy to be associated with. He's, he's so funny, he, but that's the, like, I think what's so fun about him is he spans, which it sounds like you do as well, spans generations because I can watch yeah. that with, Everyone in my family, and we're all laughing, and we're, you know, such a wide range. And I think that's another really admirable thing about his work that makes it so funny is that, yeah, it is sort of rooted, I guess, in the past in older generations, but for whatever reason, it definitely carries to at least to millennials. I can't speak for Gen Z. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think since he got on TikTok and, you know, he keeps getting these Netflix specials, like he's in that he's relevant in a streaming digital era. So I think it's just, he's picked up so much steam, but I could say the same thing for you because like, I don't, I've never been on a date with a Connecticut girl. I've never been on a date with a Boston girl, but like I'll see you do a Chicago one and it's so spot on and so funny. I'll watch your other stuff. That's not even like, I know age is different from like market, but right. I'll watch the other stuff. That's not even, I don't even know Like you're telling me like who a Connecticut girl is. And it's still, funny to me I've, i do have relatives there so i have an idea of what kind right. of where you're coming from but um this is another example of how you've done well with with that because you um you can offer people the same kind of piece of content and it's still funny because you're showing them the other side of the country or something like that so
0: it yeah. works both I, ways. i honestly think that's one of the coolest things about con- my, one of my friends said to me once tiktok is a learning platform and i was like you're out of your mind but then the more i thought about it i was like you're a hundred percent right. And she said, she right. said, even with your stuff, which is comedy, people can come and learn what a Connecticut girl is or people could come and learn, you know, what a Chicago Italian guy is like, or whatever that might be. And I just, I think it's really interesting how it works like that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I never really thought of it that way either. I, at first I thought you might like as a creator, like see what works, but then yeah totally. so just no other platform that exposes you to the most like the widest variety of content you just never know what you're gonna what you're gonna get
0: yeah it really wreaks havoc on your emotions when you're like laughing out loud and then you see like (laughs) i don't know something depressing but
1: it's a roller um, coaster for sure
0: so wait i want to go back to chicago for a second because yeah i have to so i have to imagine that the chicago italian and the east coast italian there has to be something the same and something different and i gotta say i've been watching i watched the bear and yeah could not have loved that show more but there were definitely things that i was like all right so this is what this is what chicago is like for italians and i mean because we don't have italian beef that's not a thing on the east coast right right we, you know what i mean we have uh i don't even know what we have we have pepe's pizza but
1: no, yeah, you guys have the slice down to a T. There's not a yeah. better place in the world for a slice. And then there's there's some other, di- like, differences I've noticed. I, I actually – I was on the Growing Up Italian podcast back in January, and we compared all the things that I've noticed since <clears throat> moving here last fall. And, oh, I'm um, so curious. Like culturally, it's definitely the same in terms of just, like, you know, family values and traditions. Um, but I will say there's a bit of a – I think it's just because there's – more people in a condensed area and there's so many more options for food and entertainment like the pride around like food for example is so much stronger here like really I, and it's not a knock on chicago italians it's just an observation like for example if a deli in in new york and new jersey doesn't offer boar's head meat i feel like it's a write-off like boar's head is a standard here
0: I like genuinely didn't know that there were delis that didn't <laughs>
1: like, I just, okay, that's, okay, I just, prime that's example. what I'm
0: saying. You know what I mean? That's In crazy. Chicago,
1: like if you, Oh, dude, this place has, they got boars head. We gotta go. We gotta go to the Tony's. They got boars head. Like not every place has boars head, but they're all, wow. like, you know, they'll do well business wise, regardless of the, the, the meat vendor that they get. But, um, that's not really a, a huge deal to chicago just where the meat's from it's just you know like we'll, we'll analyze the bread and we'll go into you know maybe they have like a custom um like italian dressing or something like how they did the right. cheese is it a hot we call them subs you guys call them heroes is it a hot sub yeah. with cold cold meat on it but, grinders
0: um, in connecticut, in connecticut it's grinder
1: it, you want a meatball sandwich? grinder
0: yeah you get it's a meatball probably- grinder or chicken parm grinder People think that's crazy.
1: I never, that's I did what, not know that.
0: That's all I've ever heard it called. But you call them subs. Yeah, to me, subs is like, I only ever heard that in Subway because it was always a grinder. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah, my grandma would co- still calls them poor boys. Oh my I gosh. don't know why, but she calls them poor boys. But, um, so yeah, that's definitely a huge difference. There's not like rainbow cookies everywhere. Like rainbow cookies and pinoli cookies are the standard for like bakery items out here back home like not every italian bakery or deli has they all offer different products so it's less competitive right. you know what i mean and that mm-hmm. kind of transcends into the culture of like what you'd expect from going to someone's house and what they're offering what they're serving right. Is it, i don't want to say it's more americanized if i'm making any sense no i know what you mean. it's just it's more um it must just be a midwest thing i, I don't know yeah it's definitely it, different
0: yeah. Well, I, I have like a super unpopular opinion that I feel like Fire all my, away. all my cousins are going to like come at me after this, but I don't like Italian cookies. Like everyone's like the Italian Christmas cookies, the Italian. I'm like, these things are not that good. Like when it comes to, I don't know. I like an Anjanette. No, thank you. And the tricolor. I don't know what
2: that is. So what's okay. Anjanette?
0: Anjanettes are like I don't know. My grandma made them every Christmas. It was such a thing, and I'm honestly okay. So here's the other thing about my family: we're a couple generations removed from. It, mm-hmm. I guess what is my grandmother was the first one who was born in America. So whatever that math is. So you're so third they, generation. Okay. Yes.
1: Sure. Yeah, okay.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for doing that math for me. <laughs> it but, doesn't um, really matter. <laughs> I think that everyone in my family still feels very Italian and uses Italian words but butchers the pronunciation like I don't think I think the Italian that I have been handed down is is not amazing in terms of like speaking it well so I'm pro- yeah. honestly probably saying Anjanette wrong but that's what we say and they're like right. these little they're so freaking dense it's like eating a bag of flour with this like ice lemon icing on it but the cookies have a nice in them so they taste like black licorice and then they have oh, really? those stupid like dot sprinkles on the top, the ones that are like oh, I just full circle. Do,
1: you don't like these? You don't dip them in coffee?
0: This is what I'm saying. I'm the only one. Oh, I, like my family so goes good. nuts for these things. And I'm, <laughs> I, and the tricolor too. I'm like, that's just, you know, I mean, don't like any other Italian food, like anipas, the main course, everything. But then we get to dessert right. and I'm like, I just want Ben and Jerry's. Like this is not doing it for me
1: no i i can understand i mean if there's one like part of the italian cuisine that isn't like i'm missing this after a week is the are the italian cookies like if you go out to a restaurant and you do like any past first course second course dessert like i don't have them on a regular basis but like christmas time like we have a relative that only makes lemon cookies yeah um and then um like biscotti with coffee but usually like because of the denseness, I don't know if this is a family thing or a a regional thing, but like my grandmother would always dip Italian cookies in coffee.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. The denser,
1: the firmer they were, it was like, my dad like looks forward to when Frazines are like hard as rocks because he (laughs) dunks them in like, like scalding hot coffee with butter and they're so much better. But I I don't know. (laughs) The assorted cookies are, I don't know if, any other culture really has? I'm sh- I'm probably right? missing a couple, but it's there's yeah, definitely. I'm sure they do. I will say, anytime I'm in a bakery or an Italian market or wherever, it always seems like there are a shit ton on the shelves, like behind yes. the glass, like they're always stocked. And I just wonder. I'd love to do this with like a local Brooklyn bakery. Just I, yeah. I think this is—they're doing this all night. Like they have to be yeah, doing this all night. I, my grandmother, like she can't walk anymore, but she used to go in and get like two boxes of what must have been like 30 cookies, you know, and the fact that they're always stocked, it's like, obviously people are coming in here and getting, and getting all these. But yeah, that yeah. is interesting.
0: That I um, I used to work in little Italy, which was so much no fun. Way. Yeah. So like we could go to Ferraro or um, the other, there's the other really famous bakery down there. I'm forgetting what it is, but I mean, the one thing I, obviously I like a cannoli or a canolo I should say, but <laughs> Yeah. that i mean that's unbeatable i do have to i'll give i'll give my people that when it comes to dessert that you can't really beat cannoli
1: no you it's, it's not really a, not really a, a dessert like it so what what makes those like better than like is the I, denseness of it it's gotta be, be the I density feel like the flavors are pretty okay okay yeah it's
0: gotta be i, I never really thought about it till you said it now i'm like that's gotta be i just like it feels like sawdust in your mouth sometimes
1: yeah you know what i was just gonna say if i don't have milk or coffee it's like eating a saltine without water <laughs> Literally, like you yeah. have, to have something to, <laughs> to yeah, wash exactly. it it's and, like um, the
0: saltine challenge the biscotti challenge
1: exactly you mentioned something earlier though oh the prunts. you probably will get into this but uh, yeah. the pronunciation thing like different like yeah. per region i think it's just a pride uh, a pride point like where people have to prove that they're more Italian than their friends. Oh my God. Yes. They want to stick to this tradition and it just gets lost like over generations. And it just turns into this regional thing of everyone pronouncing everything. Like <clears throat> one food I can think of is, and I had this conversation with like the, the growing up Italian guys who are first generation broccoli. Rob is yeah. huge out here. It's on everything out here. And, but you can get it on appetizer. You can get it with pasta. You can just get it by itself at a deli. And I'm like, this is rapini, like in Chicago, it's just called rapini. Really? It's not. It's not on every single. Like I feel like everywhere you go, you can find broccoli Rob. Like it's a huge high yeah, point. it's here.
2: everywhere.
1: It is. R- rapini is not is not as popular in Chicago. I don't know why. Because it's um, bitter
0: as all hell. <laughs> it's like, like don't get me wrong. I, I, I love know. broccoli Rob. I eat it, but it's it's like kind of. It's almost like. You're putting in time or something. I don't know. It's like a pride point, it's like I
1: guess. Glorified. It's like glorified spinach, but for some reason, yeah, like exactly. when it's on like a pizza with sausage or orichetti with sausage, like yeah. it's, it's good. But it's I just, good. that point is about the two words being different. I mean, this is one example of how like pronunciations will change. And um, it just becomes a pride point where like this is how our family says it. This is gravy. This is sauce. All that, all that helps. Yeah. So, I was
0: going to ask you where you stand on that.
1: Culture. Where do you stand on gravy sauce? Your sauce. sauce. Oh,
0: wow. That's a... That's gravy? That's bold. We're gravy. And like proudly gravy.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, at Thanksgiving, we would still have macaroni and gravy along with our turkey. Wow.
2: (laughs) It's
1: ridiculous. I don't know. This is a debate that's been going on for years. I don't know where each one comes from, why they're different, where they're different. I... It's one thing. I feel like it's almost down the middle. Like, I yeah. I'd love to put a poll on my story and, and kind of yeah, see that's like, a good where idea. people are at. Yeah, but, that's um, a good poll
0: to know. Yeah. yeah, we were always the gravy, the gravy and the, the macaroni. Yeah, never pasta. Never pasta. It was always least.
1: macaroni. Always macaroni. Jeez. Yeah, I, I was there's so many of us here as 20 million Italian Americans or I mean, it's gotta be bound to be somewhat, somewhat different.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, maybe that's part of the regionalness of it all. I don't know. The other people, is that fight happening within Chicago or is it?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's the same, same debate. Yeah. Same debate, gravy versus sauce. So I, I don't know. I really don't know.
0: Whatever it is. I just feel like my whole life, every, like, and, I don't. I actually don't even know if this is just Italian culture because the more I talk to my friends, like some of my friends who are Greek or Jewish or um, like Indian, I, I really think it's just all cultures are obsessed with food to some extent. Right. <laughs> like right. I, but my whole life, everything has been planned around food. Like right. that is always. I, so I was a figure skater growing up, and my grandparents used to come to my competitions. And weeks before and we'd like be driving all over New England and they'd be like, well, where are we going to get the sandwiches? Where are we going to get the sandwiches? And I remember just one time my mom like lost her mind. She was like, it's all about the sandwiches with you people. And I'm just like, (laughs) it is. That's all it is. It's just about the sandwiches.
1: 100 percent.
0: It's like we don't know where our next meal
1: is going. (laughs) You can't have a gathering without the reason for the gathering being about the food or not making sure that there's food provided for any gathering. And it sounds so basic, but it's so true. And it's, I know like something else I noticed about going to like friends houses growing up where like there was not that same pride point around we're eating at this time. I'm making this, you know, be home by seven or whatever it was. But there's no doubt. My mom has said the same thing, like literally after, after breakfast or something, well, maybe we're home for Christmas break and it's like, Right after a big brunch, uh, notorious con and my mom Like oh, I'm so pissed. That's over. What are we doing for dinner? What are we? Are we yeah. gonna, who's going to score? Who's, it's well, like it, exactly. it, We don't need to we don't need to be full. It's like uh, yeah. There's it, no doubt that there's no no. It's not. It's not. There's no doubt that it, it that stems from from Italy itself for sure. Because so I, I have oh, relatives yeah. there and I've been over there and it's it's a two hour thing. It's a three hour thing. And it's, it's so much more than just putting food in your stomach. And then I see some of my friends like rationing Chipotle. I'm like, eat the bowl. It was $8. Like, what do you, I can't, The point is they're eating just to like be full. Like they got the calories for the day. And it's like, (laughs) no, like this is a, this is a one third of my day that I look forward to and I'm turning my brain (laughs) off whether I'm cooking it or picking it up or just eating it. It's like, that's something okay. I've noticed about New Yorkers too, is that eating on the go is so much more common yeah. just because I think there's more people here and yeah. it's something that I've gotten used to, but I, I wish I, I didn't because like it, it's a de-stressor to like sit down. We're all sitting down put your phones right. down and everybody's, you know? So anyways, I cut you off. you were going to say something. No,
0: I was going to say that's so funny because I actually never thought about it as growing up Italian, but I am like a very proud member of the clean plate club. And Pat stops eating when he's full. And sometimes that'll be like five french fries on a plate. And for whatever reason, this like makes me irrationally angry. Like I'm so, I'm like, you could eat those last five french fries. You're telling me you don't have room for five. And he's like, I don't want them. And and it's never computed to me because if there's food on my plate, I eat the food on my plate. And that's gotta be the Italian in me now that I never put that together until right now.
1: grandmother this is when I first learned how you there's never a waste there's always a use for anything left over when you talk about like the denseness of cookies or biscotti and dipping it in coffee I remember having eggs She was a huge very proud Chicago Italian woman loved the cubs and loved hot dogs so she would make hot dogs and eggs for my siblings and I when she would babysit like let's say my That's parents were on vacation or something amazing and sometimes it was scrambled sometimes it wasn't but I it was like years maybe I don't know 11, 12, 13 years old, I would just leave like wet, like egg yolk on my plate. And I remember like one of the times she babysat, she was like, that's the best part. What are you doing? She'd go get a loaf of bread, rip the bread off and mop up your plate, like clean it up. It's got to be clean. Yeah. Like egg yolk with bread. And then now it's like, I can't have any sauce, whether it's Jardin oil, red sauce, ketchup. I'll take a French fry and mop the, the freaking plate to make sure there's no ketchup. It's, it sounds so weird now that you bring no. it up, but it's just, it's, it's just, Nick, normal.
0: I'm, I'm the same way. I like, well, in my family, we call it panabousse, and it's taking the bread and putting it in the gravy. And this again might be where they're just making up. I, sometimes I'm convinced they're making up Italian words, but panabousse, and it's the best part of the meal. And my dad, who's not Italian, but married into it, his favorite thing in the world is panabousse. now. Every time we have Italian food, he needs the bread so he can... Panna boost the gravy or the sauce as it might be. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think it, there's definitely some slang there because pippani's bread boost must be short for something else, another verb or something. But yeah, it's and there's no question that like you know culturally that stems from. I mean, Goodfellows was greatest movies of all time, and you know the guys around the sauce dipping the bread in it. It just yeah. I don't know. It, it's um, unlike I mean, when, any other culture
0: when you think about the hours that go into that sauce, you better yep. freaking eat it. You better, you better get every last spoonful of it, I guess.
1: I remember my mom would use that as an excuse too. It was like, oh, well, these are, if you're not going to finish these are This is what we're having tomorrow night. And it's like leftovers. No, and we would just stuff ourselves <laughs> so she could make a new meal for the next night. But that was, um, yeah, I, I was definitely spoiled growing up. I had an Italian mother who just was in yeah. the kitchen 24 uh. seven. And now it's like, it sounds bad but like now i'm spoiled with and i remember going to like my friend's houses and my my I swear to God, this happened at least three or four times, like fifth grade, sixth grade. My my buddy's parents would apologize, like "I'm so sorry, it's not your mom's cooking." <laughs> this oh, my is just that. some rice, some brown rice, and some vegetables this is what we're having today. And I'm like, "Oh, it's okay." And meanwhile, I'm at home, like I know my mom's having three course meal for yeah, lunch. Seriously, right?
0: <laughs> three course meal for lunch. That's exactly
1: right. Yeah, it just it, there's always, even when she wouldn't cook, she would just you know, more recently with my siblings being out of the house, and them being empty nesters, anytime we're back home, if it's not like a dinner planned, like a Thanksgiving or Christmas, like she'll just take everything out of the fridge and there's just 19 options for, for everything. And it's just always having. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it definitely brings everybody to the table because there's a lot of things you just can't say no to. And that's why yeah. I'm 15 pounds overweight. So here we are. <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, be an actor and it's not
0: working out. No, Um, no, I hear you. It's, it's definitely, I just, there's food on my plate. I'm eating it, but um, okay. So you said you still have family that lives in Italy, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have never been to Italy. It's high on my list, but never actually been, but all I can think of is that episode of the Sopranos where they finally get to go and they're like, this is nothing like Italian Americans. Is that how – what was your experience like going there and, like – I mean, I guess you've probably been going there your whole life, right?
1: Yeah. Wait, wait which episode in The Sopranos? I know uh, when they're there.
0: It's like but, in the but, first season, they go and um, they, they get over to Italy and they're just, like – they're disappointed because it's not the Italy that they – New Jersey.
1: Got it. And I just was it, think about that. Was the, it because like, of taking food to go? Is that what you said?
0: I don't even remember what it was. It was just like their – basically what I'm saying is like the Italian-American culture. How close is it to actual Italian culture? Or oh, has yeah. It, no. You know what I mean? Like I, it, remember, I
1: remember specifically Pauly being pissed at yes, the table. Like he just wanted macaroni and sauce, yes. and the chef was like, we don't have that here. Um, yes.
0: And he like tries but, to uh, order coffee, and they won't give him the coffee he wants. Yeah.
1: Right. Or it's espresso like that. Yeah. and not like American.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely like super different. Like, granted, there's, it's gotten so touristy. I think, you know, mm. the past, since all those movies came out, it's gotten so much more yeah. touristy. And um, there's so many like touristy places. It was Florence, Rome, or Sicily where we'll show a menu in the most like touristy like piazza in the whole town. And it'll have like the most American like spaghetti and meatballs in the menu and i like, see exactly. And like tourists will be ordering that stuff and eating it. So I think they've, they've, they've realized like, you know, money's money, but there's no doubt. It's yeah. different. Like, you know, is not a thing. Spaghetti and meatballs. Is it a thing? Um, they do have Americanos. Now you can, uh, you can get an Americano, which is just a shot of espresso and then hot water added to it. Mm-hmm. That's what Starbucks does. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, they just, they just do everything right. It's the best place in the world. Everything's just, like, enjoy the best life you possibly can. Work as much as you need to, but not because you have to have the nicest car, not because you have mm-hmm. to have the nicest house. It's just that the pride points, like, and, like, their society is just not what it is in, like, capitalist America. Like, no one cares the clothes you have. I mean, not, of course, there's a competition with who's making how much money. But, but right. at the end of the day, it's just that the emphasis on just, like, family gatherings and food and, like, all the pride in that is um, yeah. just amplified. You're, I mean, you're going to fall in love with it when you go.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like every single person I know on Instagram went to Italy this summer. So I feel uh, a year behind. Yeah. Like maybe next, it, yeah. Was a, Look,
1: it was – I noticed that, too. It was a cr- – quick. everybody. Left. I I it think was crazy. we saw, I, I don't know, this is just my gut initial reaction. I have no idea what the reason is, but Italy was like per capita, what, like the hardest hit country because of COVID with the mortality rate. Right. I wonder if right. people just saw them shut down and just in shambles and everyone wants what they can't have. Everyone always wants to right. plan a trip to Italy. And they were like, oh my God, is this COVID's been six months, a year, now it's a year and a half? Like, and once I think everything opened up again, it was just like, we got to go you know and yeah. now you can change flights like there's no penalties for like changes or cancellations so you can kind of it's not like a nine-month booking in advance anymore like that's my I remember when i went with my family oh six, oh eight. like it was a you know my dad sat down in october for a trip in june we printed out the boarding. <laughs> it was like now it's just it's so much more accessible and easier to travel i feel like people just want to get the fuck out of here and go to A place where they just know how to like live and eat and drink and everything. So I don't know. That's just my initial reaction. But definitely a shit ton of people went this summer.
0: Yeah. I think I mean I think you're absolutely right. I feel like people wanted to just go places and what's better than the Amalfi Coast? (laughs) I don't think anything. I mean again, I haven't been. It just looks So are you
1: like are you hinting at the fiance? Like, yo, I want this I know, for the well, wedding, but if we can sacrifice like a table lining for my Amalfi honeymoon, <laughs> is that, are you, do you have any yeah. idea on a honeymoon or what do you guys,
0: yeah, well, so, I, it honestly might be. We, um, so this is like bad news bears that hit us today. We were, oh my God, it was a Chicago, is that a Chicago reference? No, I guess it's not, but sort of, so. um, it's from the movie The Bad News Bears, but yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> rambling. Um, we were supposed to go to, Portugal and France in two weeks and Pat tore his MCL and um we had to because flights are so cancelable these days as you this is this is a sponsored ad for Delta I'm kidding it's not (laughs)
2: right,
1: right
0: um we we had to cancel that and I now now think probably reconsider originally we were thinking honeymoon we would just do something easy like go to an island or like in the Bahamas. Just something easy that was less planning since we're planning the wedding, but now
2: yeah.
1: now
0: Europe might be on the table again, and it might you know, be an off you uh, post.
1: Shannon, I met Pat, good dude, hard worker at Overtime, right? He works for Overtime? Yeah. Shout out to Overtime. It's not an ACL, Pat. He can go on an MCL, right? I mean, yeah, yeah we went right. back
0: and forth a lot today, right? You know?
1: <laughs> I'm uh, no, that's, that's No, I know. I can't imagine sitting on a plane for nine hours with a busted yeah. knee. That does not sound like it's worth yeah. the, worth the risk. I think so it's also it just
0: like you have to walk. Like Europe is a walking country, oh, yeah, which is why you go. Because I think he no, he would have no gone, problem. but then it was like, what are we going to We're just going to taxi around everywhere. And that's like half the fun is just wandering the streets. So
1: yeah, no, it's just like stumbling into cafes and restaurants and just kind of seeing where the, where the day yeah. goes for sure. It's a, it's, um,
0: you guys won this past summer, me. right? You, yeah, you actually,
1: you um, yeah, we did. We went in June. Um, Had she been studied, before,
0: or were you getting to show was her the around? First
1: time. Yeah, it was that's the first so time. fun. It was a blast. So, um, when I studied over there in college, I met these three Italian dudes that um, <clears throat> in foreign exchange came back to Marquette, where I went to school the semester following. So, we basically oh, spent cool. six months together. My family, like, took him in. We went, like, my parents went to Purdue. They they came to Purdue like college game day. We went to visit my sister. We did That's like awesome. college trips together. Like they, in, they were integrated in my, my college friend group, which was great. And one of the guys I met ended up marrying, um, at the time, my ex-girlfriend's, uh, roommate and, um, my ex had texted me, uh, Hey, um we had broken up that summer. It was a random ass text. I was like, this is weird. But she was asking about my <laughs> nothing my worse buddy. than getting
0: a text from your ex.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It was about my buddy from Italy and her roommate, Max's roommate, was into him. So they ended up meeting um and hanging out. And then they went home. He went home for Christmas. And long story short, seven and a half years later, they got they got married in June. So that's the wedding. That's I amazing. For, um, and, oh and that must have been so incredible. Yeah. That must have been awesome. so great so it was uh yeah it was gorgeous it was cool yeah. but it's just the best place in the world like he just it's just they do everything right it's you just eat drink you lay down and just look at the view it's it's the best literally place. nothing so, could be better <laughs> exactly.
0: um all right well i'm going to take it back to content really quickly so for sure i'm curious if this ever happens to you so i have so my new jersey obviously i do the states and the cities my new jersey character is honestly you could call her italian girl you don't even have to call her jersey girl there's yeah. jersey influence with springsteen and all of that and taylor ham or yeah right. but um it's really based on being italian and on my family being italian it's a lot of mama and macaroni and all that right. and i have gotten not frequently but a couple times people have come into my dms and been like this is so insensitive how dare you mock a culture like this like just so angry at me and i'm like well one it's my culture and two i just i I, yes there's a lot about being italian that's funny obviously that's been the source of so much entertainment but I don't know it feels like i i feel like i'm very lovingly doing an ode to being italian talking about how much i talk to my mother about food you know so i just do you ever get that and do people ever? a thousand percent
1: yeah i think it's just like anything else regardless of what the content is if someone sees a relatable piece of content and the person that created that content is getting all praise likes views people are just automatically inclined to just they have to they have to no like this is not how it's supposed to be like they're like threatened by the fact that you got them down and they just right. convince themselves that they have to like troll and right. like everybody know that no this is not everybody you can't just put us in a box like that like this is not and it's just it doesn't matter what the content is you're going to get people like that all the time i remember i did a video to your point it was um italians playing poker versus americans playing poker i remember that one it's amazing the the joke is just that italians can't control their emotions so they react to every hand they get and they're the worst poker players ever when the american (laughs) is just like straight faced and you know poker face and one of the like highest like comments was someone from italy like how dare you put you know say this about italians like this is not respectful we don't dress like this and at the end of the day, I should have, I guess, I don't regret this, but it's to, to clarify, you're to lay it out for people or us it's just a fucking shit show. But yeah. you have to put like Italian Americans versus Americans. Yeah. be Italians because then it's, we're putting all these people in a box. And I guess like there's definitely a cultural difference between Italians and Italian Americans. Like they real Italians aren't as gaudy as you see on like American movies and stuff. <laughs> but if people get any indication that you're threatening like who they are um people aren't are who uh, jesse kirsten told me this comedian i don't know if i've seen her stuff she's hysterical Mm
2: she's like
1: you need to like people are miserable like when you go on stage no one cares like about your achievements like you need to show them that as a performer like your life is just as dark as theirs so i find the humor in that and it's just like dawned on me like people are miserable (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah and it's something you don't really realize until you get into this you know more or less quote unquote the spotlight of whether it's stand up right. or, or videos and it's true like people are genuinely miserable and the outlet of social media lets them just put their emotions in a comment and mm-hmm. nine times out of ten they forget about it the next morning like there's yeah just, I'm, I'm convinced so it's just it's so of, true it's part of the job
0: you know Yeah, no, a 100%. And I remember someone once said to me they were like inherently comedy doesn't age well because in order for something to be funny, it has to be at, at the edge of what is currently acceptable. I guess would be one way to put it. And I think both you 100%. and I we have very um kind-spirited comedy. I don't think like there are definitely people who have mean-spirited comedy where they just come out and they attack and they are making fun of and obviously we're both doing characters and impressions so there is some making fun of involved in that that's what comedy is right? right but i think at the end of the day both of our stuff that we're putting out there is very lighthearted and fun and and non-incendiary but even that stuff i i sometimes i even look back at stuff that i put out when i started doing this which was two years ago and i'm like i don't know if i would have put that out today like it feels kind of cringy and i think that that's just part of comedy like you go back and you watch some of your favorite comedians' earliest specials right. and their stuff, and you're like, "Oh God, I can't believe they said that."
2: Oh, for but sure. that
0: context is everything, right? You know, but 100%. I think people I mean, forget that.
1: I totally agree. Totally yeah, agree. it's like Andrew Schulz talks about that. about on his podcast. He's like, "No, I'm actually not." Everyone always wants to put everybody in a box, right? So they see someone, you know, shitting on Biden or shitting on Trump. Oh, this guy must be a Republican. He must be a Democrat, and. Long conversation short, Schultz basically meant that in the butt. He's like, no, I'm going to go after whatever's popular because Mm -hmm. it's popular. Like, I'm going to find the hypocrisy or the irony in anything. And it's not biased. It's just, I think some of the best comics are bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. callers, you find the best bullshit and smell it out. Yeah. Make it funny. And um, it's a fine line to walk when it comes to, like, you know, ruining your brand or who you are as a comedian because you put, like you said at the beginning of this, like you put one stand-up clip out there and that's a little edgy and it gets a crazy view. So now I notice this. So yeah, it's unprecedented with uh, the sensitivity for sure.
0: It's also like you said with like, oh, we don't dress like this. Like I think, especially when you're doing character work, which is both of our stuff, you have to find the things that are true And then you have to magnify them times a thousand and make them untrue. So, like, my Jersey girl, she's wearing hoops that go down to her shoulders and, like, a ponytail that couldn't be higher on her head. I don't think anybody from Jersey actually dresses to this extent, right? Or says ma that many times. But if you don't exaggerate it, then it's not funny. And so I think sometimes people just forget, like, hey, it's a joke.
1: (laughs) I totally agree. I think the other thing that is just part of being new in a content game is like the hypocrisy in that is well, Marissa Tomei played arguably the most like stereotypical Italian, East Coast Italian woman in my cousin Vinny. And there's no backlash. There's no backlash for Mona Lisa Vito because it's Marissa Tomei. And then people yeah. go on TikTok and like, oh, this creator's got nine posts. Their first post was two months ago. And they're getting all these views and they're successful people automatically take the defense of who was this girl from connecticut doing jersey girls she has right. no right but in reality i, I don't know mr tony's background she could be half irish and from yeah. idaho like no one knows <laughs> exactly. like, it's, just, it's it people like to make you earn it there's no doubt yeah so 100 percent.
0: do you have a favorite character that you do or impression oh
1: man um i love boston guy yeah um and i think a lot of it is because that is a definitely a um a proud community there's no question the people from like yes yeah. they, they can smell a half bad impression if it's not a spot on they don't you're you're full of shit like they spot. don't like it I've, I've gotten some feedback from from them and it's been positive so i feel like it's something organic that i kind of came up with that um is well received by the people i'm impersonating and that those are the best types of comedy yeah. fans because like they can they acknowledge like the like the um i can't think of the right word like the uh the craziness of the character like they they right. see there's their characters on tv like the town or uh, goodwill hunting and they can make that connection but not everybody's like that. I I right. a New Jersey girl. So um the Boston guy is super fun. You could basically just say anything and you yeah. know, uh, Tom Brady or uh yeah. you know, and it's just fun to do. So
0: Well, I know my Manhattan and your Chicago guy went on a date, but maybe your Boston guy and my Boston girl need to hang out. Maybe that's, that's the next installment.
1: A- <laughs> We've been talking about a while.
0: Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. It's coming.
1: Set your um, ca- calendars or whatever. Part yeah,
0: exactly. Boston is so fun, though. I was, Boston is always my, one of my favorite characters to do because, again, you can just be so. You can just say what you like. You, you're right. You can say anything in these certain parameters and in that accent, which is so fun. Um, it, it's just such yeah, a fun is. character to play with.
1: By nature, it's unfiltered too. Like yes, like people, you can be edgy with it, and it's accepted. You
0: know. Yeah, like it's funny because. I have um like i love doing boston i love doing jersey because they're these super unfiltered characters in my mind and the characters i've created and then i i do my chicago girl and everyone's always like oh my god she's so nice she's so nice i'm like i know like she it's just so different and like i think people respond to it because it hits or whatever but i'm like i'd so much rather be it's just so much fun to be someone who's
1: belligerent you know so it's I just funny what, how like, that happens. sells like with characters in like movies and stuff like the uh um, yeah the edgy attitude aggressive you know um
2: yeah
1: i think well just, it's also you look at, like, sorry. My, my favorite movie no you're totally good i i was just say like your favorite my favorite movies usually don't have nice people that are characters right. it's nothing against chicago it's just <laughs> like you said you're gonna you're gonna take the things like who they are and then amplify one or two of them to like right. expose a stereotype and Anyone from the East Coast is like, are they they really that nice? Like, oh my God, they're so nice! And it's like, I think I just think it's more entertaining to see, yeah, like a Boston Jersey character. But
0: I also I know you; you're a nice guy, and I feel the same. Like, (laughs) it's fun to do these characters that are so unfiltered because that's not me in real life, and I don't think that's you in real life. So it's like it's almost like this alter ego gets to come out and not and say what you know all that other yeah, stuff so good
1: excuse just really what comedy is is just an act filtering yeah <laughs> anyone pinning you as that person more or less
0: exactly all right well show's almost ending i'm gonna do a couple you know very italian focused questions for you but um favorite italian restaurant in new york city oh man
1: it's um, tough God, there's still so many on my list that I have to go to. I haven't even been to Peter Luger's in Brooklyn yet. I that place okay, before.
0: I haven't either, but it's I gotta do it. And I've been here um, a lot longer than you, so it's unacceptable for me.
1: I love, yeah, it is, it is <laughs> I love a place that is exclusive with a backstory. Like Ooh. there's only four tables in there. You know, Frank Sinatra used to sit in the back. Mm-hmm. The food's gotta be the food's gotta be good. There's a couple of places like that, I think in New York. And, um, yeah. Like uh, Rayo's. Yeah. Uh, Car- is Carbone another one? You kind of have to call like a month Carbone is
0: super to hard go. to get into. I think it's it okay. So I, it's Carbone is a little bit more like sceney, right?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I went to Carbone. So they never took reservations or they, I guess, sorry, they did do reservations, but it was like one of those things that if you didn't get it the minute it went on, you could go like Tuesday at three in the morning. And over COVID, nobody wanted to go places. So when outdoor dining opened we, yeah. in January, we went to Carbone. It was probably 22 degrees out and we sat outside no and I, the food was delicious, but it literally became cold the minute it got to the table because it was so, and I think we oh, ate so. dinner in like 42 minutes, like, cause we were like, we have to get in. So I need to go to Carbone again and like experience it. Without freezing right. and wearing a parka, right. but Carbone is—it's a classic. It's an icon.
1: I, I love places like that where there's a backstory and like the same guy has been making the food for 50 years. My dad was uh, here for work. He took my brother and I one year. I don't know, 2018, 2017, with we this place called um, Augustino's in Hobo. Oh,
0: I don't know that and one.
1: It was like he had to call his his boss or his coworker to call a guy to call a guy. You know and then there's no like i don't even think they got a phone number like you either know someone or you don't you know what i mean and it was like this miracle that the food was amazing but it's just like that it's like a movie scene like someone had a meeting in the back in the 60s and something you know what i mean like the history behind some of these places is kind of what makes it there's there's a lot more of them in new york and new jersey than there are in chicago so yeah um
0: there's so many good ones Uh, in new york there's also you got to go to little frankie's and frank down on the lower east side those are like some good red sauce joints like real italian on like the red and white checkered tablecloths they're good spots
1: you're gonna have to give me text me over a list or something i I didn't didn't know you were this tied, like to your rooms to the point where you like worked in Italy, So by all means, you got to get. Yeah. Oh, thing.
0: well, I worked in little Italy in an ad agency. So it's not like I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't like work at <laughs> a Deli so or something. Hand,
1: bro, like trying to appeal to like an Italian guy. No, it was actually an ad. agency. Yeah, advertising. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I wore a leather jacket every day. It was very, yeah. but it was like, my office was actually, this is very topical for right now. My office was on um, Mulberry grant. It's not there anymore, but it was. And during San Gennaro, that is like right in the middle of the festival. So going to work every day would be like walking through crowds of people, like shoulder to shoulder, That's just like the it. smell of like um, pizza free and all of that. And you could like play carnival games. It was so much fun. Um, but I'm it is the Feast of San Gennaro
1: You are? Last we went last weekend, the first weekend so. it opened. And it was like everything that I imagined in my head. I- I it's so it before. fun. And yeah, um, it's, co- it's old school, man. Those, those festivals and the characters. It's so
0: are. old school. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. Well, that was, that was my, I had to ask you for your favorite Italian spot, And sounds like, oh, yeah. sounds like I'm going to give you a list and give you some of my favorites. Oh, um, But yeah, Nick, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking all about sure. Italian culture with me. This was fun. Thanks for
1: having me on. This was great.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, if you don't follow Nick, you should follow him. He's at Nicky Smigs, right? Across all platforms. Yes. And he does a lot more than Italian characters, but he definitely nails the Italian characters. He is a hysterical comedian, great on social and on stage. So seek him out, find him, follow him, keep an eye open for the meeting of the Boston folks. And that's it for this week.
1: Nick, thanks again for joining. Thanks, Shannon.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon. Guys, thank you again. Thank you again for listening to Just Like Other Girls, Just Like Other Italians. Uh, Until next week, see you later.